Welcome to the Dangerous Women podcast. My name is Samantha Lucy and I am the co-founder of the Dangerous Women Collective, a cohort of fabulous, talented, dangerous women created with the ambition of bringing women together to help and empower one another however they can. On today's episode, we're chatting with content creator and inclusive fashion influencer, Ashley Hewish. Her plus-size try-on hauls and relatable family life during lockdown launched her into internet fame and a clothing range collaboration with In The Style. Harnessing her connection with her 1.2 million followers, she's created a women's clothing line inspired by what women really want, inclusivity no matter what your shape or size. Oh, we're already going. Okay, amazing. Um, Welcome back, everybody. I am so delighted uh, to be here with you guys on the Dangerous Women podcast. Um, My special guest for today is Ashley, and she is going to tell us all about herself. So please introduce yourself and tell (laughs) us who you are and what you do, because you always do it better than I can. So, um, hi, my name is Ashley, and I just talk shit on the internet. Fabulous. <laughs> For a living. Fabulous. I do TikToks, um, Instagram, just video content, really. Yeah. But it does, it is just me talking shit, really, about day-to-day life and yeah. what I get up to. How, how did you start doing that? So, I started on TikTok in lockdown. Yeah. I just posted a couple of videos of me just bored out of my brain. Okay. They went viral, and then <laughs> it just went from there, really. And yeah. then now I just work with brands doing, like classic influencer hun stuff um, oh do you class yourself as an influencer it's hard because I feel like that word has got such a horrible like stigma attached to it yeah back in the day like I that is what I I am I'm an influencer my name's Ashley and I'm an influencer but it's such a shit word like it's so crap but I would say I'm a content creator. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair but enough, fair enough, fair I enough. Do, I do promote stuff to yeah. influence people and get yeah. paid for it. So I guess that is what I am. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and so what? So it started in lockdown. You were just bored. How was yeah. your lockdown? What What kind of inspired the, not the, the boredom, because obviously the lack yeah. of inspiration was kind of part of it. But what made you keep going? Did you just really enjoy it? Like, Well, I didn't ever do it to kind of like have a following or make it a job or anything like that. I was literally just bored out of my brain at home I didn't want to do homeschooling anymore my kids were getting on every single last one of my nerves yeah. my partner was pissing me off everything was annoying me yeah. so I was like TikTok was kind of like a, a break for me I would go yeah. on there I would create it was like I was just talking to different people all yeah. the time I was watching it I was losing my days in that and it was just passing the time and then it just went well for me okay I'm gonna shock you and tell you that I have never watched anything from TikTok oh my god um I know I'm a Luddite everybody my team are just horrified by me right now yeah. so tell me about the like tell me what kind of thing I would see if I was watching a, a video from you tell me <laughs> tell me well it varies it depends what day you find me on one day I could be talking about I don't know my it's so gross this sounds so gross but like one day I'll be just talking about my ass habits or like or (laughs) or one day I could be doing a try on haul of like some clothes that I've bought or talking about my kids or ranting about just like day-to-day things that irritate me or things that are day-to-day that are good and stuff yeah. it's just very much just like you're just a like day you're in living life. your life yeah got you got you got you um, got you but some days you could find me where I'm just being really I suppose gross but it's just like normal stuff that women don't really talk about because we're not supposed to talk about it which is one of the reasons yeah. we are here absolutely because yeah. that is such a kind of crucial thing I think is the way that women have been told they need to present themselves mm-hmm. right the things we're allowed to talk about the yeah. things we're not allowed to talk about the things we're allowed to have opinions about the things we're not allowed to have opinions about yeah. so tell me about some of the things that you talk about that are conventionally you know we're not you know we're not um, supposed to have opinions about or you're not allowed to share as women the thing I suppose that I probably get the most stick from is mm. if I will post a video for example talking about body hair Body hair gets you stick. Body, oh the my internet is god! Baffling and, to and me. Do you know what? Some, it's obviously mainly men that are the worst. Oh my god! But you get women, stick from men about yeah, body like hair. You, Shut you should, up! That's disgusting that you've got armpit hair. And I'm like, well, if you don't like armpit hair, shave your armpit. Like but I don't also, understand. Like, they my, have armpit hair. Yeah, like what is my armpit like? Like you would never near my armpit so it's none of your business like it's so weird but like men are allowed to have armpit hair like that is what men are allowed but women are not but we both grow it so why am I not allowed it but you are this is so it's very it'll very much be things like that or even just talking about like um 
women's sexual health or yeah. anything like that. No, like it's not allowed to be spoken about. It's crude, it's vulgar, it's disgusting. Oh my God, but, so this is yeah. your crude, vulgar content is basically yeah, talking basically about like just, periods. I, mean, I do or... get a bit wilder than that. Like I will just fart on camera. But, Fair like, but, then, but then also I love a good fart. Like it's funny. Um, but if men do it, it's allowed and it's funny. But if a woman Women. does it, it's gross and disgusting. Right. And, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. And I'm like, it's just a bodily function, which I personally find quite funny if you don't find that funny that's fine but I do but yeah it's just very much like that it's allowed for men but it's yeah. not for women like yeah. we have to behave a certain way yeah to attract men which I'm not interested in so no I mean why would anybody want to attract no, them that tend no. to be a pain in the ass no, not for um me. <laughs> so tell me then before you started kind of you know in the world of TikTok and Instagram and and content creation mm. um were you always very kind of strongly minded about things to do with women's issues was that always something or has it evolved where you've gotten this feedback online and you're like fuck this shit I think for me when I first started anything social media I already had this mindset right but previously like when I was younger very much not so it's something that actual social media helped me realize like I followed lots of like empowering women and over time that was what drummed into my head what was right because for my whole life I was brought up a certain way as, you know, women should behave and act a certain way. That was what I was taught from my parents, from school, from yeah. my peers, everyone. That's what was like embedded into me. That's really so interesting. So it's social media actually that made really me... Really broke re- those yeah, barriers definitely. for you. That's so interesting because yeah. I think conventionally there's a lot of feeling that social media is really... Uh, a challenging space for women right it's yeah. it's a space where women get a lot of abuse mm-hmm. where they get treated like objects a lot of the time and so it's so interesting to hear that for you actually your experience has been the reverse whereby you've yeah. kind of really come into feeling strong about your power from yeah. the women that you followed and the women that were influencing you yeah definitely I feel like social media if you use it in the right way is amazing yeah I mean obviously it is full of shit at the same time like there is but I feel like as long as you handle it in a way that you just you realize that it's not the the horrible people on social media are not real like it's not real life these people wouldn't say it to your face they wouldn't say it to you in the street so I just think it doesn't exist it's not real that's an amazing way to be able to look at it it's very it's just it's just not real yeah so I just brush it off I know it can be very hard for some people and there has been times where someone said something and I'm like oh that hurt a little bit but then I have to quickly remind myself it's not real that they wouldn't say it to my face and actually it is a reflection very much on them is it usually men who are saying these things for me personally it's women and what kind of things do you find are the hardest to deal with are they kind of things that are about you physically or no it's normally something like if they'll mention one of my children of course because then I feel very much like I will find where you live yeah oh I will (laughs) cut you obviously I wouldn't I will literally ruin your life yeah um for the men that I've had, it's very much on Facebook. I get hate from men, like the weirdest men on Facebook. Um, I and mean, what I tend to the do, men of Facebook. Yes, yeah, so what they, I always do, 100%, so odd. I um, normally screenshot their comment and then I'll find their wives or their daughters or their sisters and I'll send just the message to them do and then you? I just leave them, yeah. And then if they reply, I just won't reply. Do you get responses from Some, the women? Occasionally, yeah, but I don't ever reply. I'm like, I've done my thing. You take that up with your dad. Oh or you God. take that up with your husband. It's not my business from this point forward. You've seen the message. Have you ever had responses from the women where they're like, I'm so sorry? No, or, always defensive. Shush. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. I feel like whomever was a man in my life, if he was abusive to a woman, mm-hmm. I would be like... I will take him and deal with yeah. him. And unfortunately, I feel like the women that are with these men that are like that are conditioned by them mm-hmm. to be hateful as well. So they push that because that's all they've ever been shown at home. Yeah. It's horrible. It is horrible. That's why I feel sorry for these horrible people on the internet because I think you've obviously got a crappy life. You couldn't be happy yeah. to spread that nastiness. And yet you're happy and your world and your work is yeah. online and you are yeah. able to kind of compartmentalise it. Is that because you also amongst the kind of... Dis, like distaste or hate or whatever mm. you get is that because there's a certain amount of positivity that it's comes back all positive like okay. there is it's not even one percent okay negative. it's all positive it's all amazing lovely. there is just that very odd like i ne- i very rarely get a dm 
from somebody being horrible. It's like okay, a, it's always like a comment on a video, and it'll be like an anonymous account. Okay, and, ask, oh, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You me. can just compartmentalize not, it for, for every one thousand nice messages. There'll be one horrible. That okay, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah, and um, the, the predominance of your followers are women, I presume. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's my favorite thing. Yeah, of when course. I send my stats to my manager, and there's like literally like zero point nine percent men following. I'm like, yes, yeah, and I hope they're gay. <laughs> I, I don't want any straight men here. Fair <laughs> enough. That's fair enough. Oh, my goodness, I think we feel that way about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so tell me what the kind of feedback you get from them. Is it mostly about like how they love that you champion things they felt uncomfortable with or like tell, tell us about the positivity? Yeah, it's normally people saying that they've, they look at their body differently now. Like uh, that for me is the best because that's what I got from social media. Yeah. Like when I started following women, that's what made me change my mindset and my view of myself. So the fact that I'm able to do that for other women is amazing it is amazing yeah so I've, I, it makes me feel very proud yeah <laughs> it should make you feel but, proud um, that's what it is it's mainly people saying that they've made it, they look differently at themselves now they wear different clothes now yeah. they feel differently they're happier in their bodies they've been able to pass that down to their children yeah things like that so that that's good but it's mainly things like that yeah so body positivity is obviously a big part yeah. of what you do and it's such an interesting movement isn't it because it's something where even with body positivity it feels like we've been told we don't always get that right either like mm -hmm. you know you can be all shapes and sizes and body positivity is about celebrating that but in a way it feels like it's about twisting it sometimes and coming in on the women who just look different from other women as mm -hmm. opposed to being like everything is good everything yeah. and I think there's an expectation that's placed on women that's totally different from men in terms yeah. of the way they look and the way that they 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 kind of have to conduct themselves because we're fundamentally always being looked at right yeah, yeah. and we always have to I feel like um society wants us that's what I feel like as over years has wanted me to look a certain way for the male yeah. gaze so they can find me attractive or 100%. what makes them happy or what makes me get excel better in my job is so my appearance attracts a man and makes them ha I don't care yeah <laughs> I just don't yeah care. but that is for a lot of women still they feel like they have to look a certain way so my men find them attractive that's what I was brought up like my mum used to be like well you can't look like that like, you never find a boyfriend yeah I'm not a boyfriend like, <laughs> I actually want a big girlfriend how about that mom? oh my so, god a hundred percent yeah so it's very yeah it's just very weird how men are allowed to look however they want but women can't yeah it's, it's hate it, I hate it too we hate it at the collective because it's just so it's such a double standard and you're so right too that it goes into your professional life it goes into the way you get promoted it goes into how you look as a woman you know you need to be in this like neat box that mm -hmm. fits all of these ideals and you know for the most part men don't love it when you're loud or you're you don't fit in that box in some way or you've got an opinion and you're brave enough to express it and those things I think are something that social media and the internet has really empowered and enabled there have been so many movements that have come off the yeah. internet for you know women that have been so important yeah and it's just such an important platform in terms of what people can do with it. But obviously there is a kind of negativity to it that um, lots of women, I think young girls feel the pressure of it mm -hmm, so definitely. much. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a lot of pressure for the young, the younger generation, but I feel like it's getting better for them. Do you think? A hundred percent. The way I, when I look at my daughter and she talks about her friends, I feel like we've kind of got to this barrier now. I feel like social media a few years ago was probably quite hard for them. Yeah. I mean, it still probably is quite hard, but it's, got past this point now I think it's a little bit easier yeah right feel, right right I don't know I just feel like the, like my daughter's nearly 14 now and oh my goodness like the prime age for social media yeah. to be a horror show if it wanted yeah, to be she doesn't kind of, she doesn't tell me anything negative she's like no. she's, and I feel like a few years ago like there was quite a lot of I know there's still bullying and there's still like you have to look a certain way on social media but my daughter she's like I don't doesn't happen with her and her friends no maybe that's just them I don't know but I feel like it is getting better. Do you think that's about girls supporting girls? Do you Definitely. Think it's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like she very much, they're, she's like very much in like a girl gang and they're all lovely girls and they all support each other. Like I've never, ever heard her say anything horrible uh, or any of her friends when they're all there giggling together. They never sit there and bitch about, about each other, other girls, slag anyone off, say anything nasty about their appearance so or what they're like. They never, never have I heard that. That's They'll so just say like, oh, I don't really like her, but that's about it. They'll never dig nasty when I was in school oh the first God. thing you do was attack appearance oh. or they're a slag 
or they're or they're <laughs> ugly or they're fat. It would that's what it was, but now yeah. it's not like that. 100%. Or if one of if anybody does say anything, it's normally the boys, and they always stick up for it, like don't body shame. And I hear it, and I'm like. Oh. Go do on. you think that what you see with your daughter, do you think that the situation with boys is improving too? Because I read a really interesting article on the weekend, which really fucked me off, um, about how Me Too and um, kind of the, the movements that have been about, um, you know, like speaking out, even anonymously speaking out about, you know, abuse in schools and things like that, how basically we're creating an environment that's hostile for men Cry me a fucking river, like <laughs> Jesus H Christ. But sure, mm-hmm. sure, poor them. That sounds awful. Um, and I wonder if you've seen, like, do you think that things are changing in terms of the way boys are as well? Yeah. yeah. So I am actually really impressed with school. So they now have like full days where they'll do assemblies with just the boys. Yeah. And, and all the girls will just be in normal class and all the boys will be taught about consent. And she came home and she said to me, like, mum, my friend, like, was told that he can't even put his arm around my shoulder. Like, he's my best friend. That's a bit weird, a bit over the top. And I said, no, it's not. Mm -mm. Because he's your best friend. But imagine that was a different boy that just came up to you. That would make you uncomfortable. And you have to teach all of the boys the same thing. So they know they can't do that, whether that's your friend or not. Like, you, yeah, you don't, you might not need to get It's about boundaries, isn't it? It's about boundaries. Yeah, he knows you well enough to know that you, if you do that all the time, that's cool. And if you don't, you can say no. But with different boys, you won't. They might not know that, but they, no. they are really good. They teach them all about consent. They teach them all about how to treat women. I mean, obviously, not all of them are going to listen to that advice, but the fact that they have those assemblies in full days, I yeah. think amazing. amazing. Really amazing. And that's something that's like must be relatively recent, right? Like mm. that's a change in policy and a change. Yeah. And I think all of this revelation about the number of girls that feel unsafe in school, yeah. the percentage, that's really kind of shifted the way that we're looking at mm. how we're teaching young men to behave and treat women. Because that's the problem. I feel like for so long, it's always to teaching women how, like and girls, how they should behave. 100%. Don't wear this. It might be distracting. Don't act like that. It could, you know encourage a man no it's nothing to do with women it's all to do with men yeah that's ultimately it teach the men teach the boys don't teach the girls they don't have to change anything no 100 percent. we're fine and and we're also always told it's us right like it's it's always always us it's always that was too revealing or someone Mm -hmm. was asking for something which i think is the most extraordinary statement on the planet Mm -hmm. or it's you know oh you should have been a bit more like this or you were too intimidating i hate that too like that one is just tiresome like okay what does that even mean yeah who is it i'm intimidating exactly no, I, it's not a thing if you're intimidated then you need to work on that like, like you work on work you work on being so intimidated yeah, exactly like but no i I'm should fine. be less yeah. i should be less mm-hmm. me i should be less of something a hundred percent and and also we're always told you know and i think also girls have been told historically don't be too smart you know, don't don't be the one like don't make a man uncomfortable that you're smarter. Don't earn more money than a man. No, oh my god, because no. you know he can't cope with that. You know that no, make him feel bad. Ooh, he is gonna struggle <laughs> if you do that, and that is not good. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to struggle because it's been hard for them. Yeah. You know they haven't had an entire world <laughs> built for their very yeah, needs from scratch. Um, so. If you do, you have two daughters or just one daughter? I have a daughter and a son. Daughter and a son. Okay, so you're raising yeah, both. Yes, so I'm raising both. Um, but he's the best boy in the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's what all mums say. That is kids, what mums say. Yeah, yeah but, definitely. Um, he, because I talk about stuff like this all the time, mm. and in front of my daughter, he's there and he sees it all, and like he learns it from. And there's no man in the ha- my household, so he very much learns it all from a woman's perspective. Point of view. Yeah, and I just think they're so. When he grows up, I know he will be a respectful boy. And if he's not, dead mate. Like, oh, <laughs> literally. Dead. No, I would not tolerate that at all. But I feel like a lot of that, I feel like a lot of my generation of men had mums where they kind of... Walked all over walked, them. Yeah, let oh them my do goodness. anything. And like, a hundred percent. No, I won't allow that. And I think so. that that's, and it's really difficult, isn't it? Because, and I don't want to like, I have no interest in bashing mothers at all. But I think that for English women mm-hmm. who are a, were of a certain generation, they kind of raised boys that were like these sort of wrapped in cotton wool, created without having to do anything, you know, like they they were the little gods in the household and, and they didn't need to lift a finger and they didn't yeah. need to, and they don't know how to deal with women who are like, what do you mean you don't know how to load the dishwasher? Yeah. Like, it's a woman's job. Are you job. broken? We, we are supposed to stay at home and 
do all of the chores and work and work but and not, have babies but not earn as much as you but still we've got contribute, to go to work because don't, don't yeah. be don't be like you know one mm-hmm. of those women who's just uh as kanye says mm-hmm. a gold digger yeah exactly and then we, we've got to do all of the house stuff we've got to look after the children and ourselves and how our appearances because to appease you god forbid that we let anything slide yeah and yeah. all you've got to do is get up probably not even wash your willy go to work Come home and then you just get your dinner. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not raising my child like that. No, you do. You do more than the woman, actually. Well, well, so I compensate for the years that we've had to do everything. <laughs> that's how I'm raising you my son. You have to make up for it. It's called appeasement. Yeah. The Germans had to and now you have to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you think, do you think, how old is your son? What's the age gap between the two of them? So she's going to be 14 in a week and he's just turned 12 so okay so he's coming into being his a teen effectively and do you worry about raising a teenage boy yes I do worry about raising him he's very different to lots of boys he's very well he's very effeminate actually more sensitive yeah he's he's very he's very effeminate and I feel like lots of boys around him are not like that so he's a little bit different but um he's he don't care he loves it yeah. He loves himself. He loves his personality. He's not in, he's not interested in pleasing anybody or following the crowd. No, but it is it is harder, I think, to raise. Do you raise. think it's harder to raise a boy than a girl? Yeah. Yeah. I think well, she's hard, don't get me wrong, and girls are hard to raise, but I feel like But you get her, I, I right? Get her. You get her. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be harder to raise him in a world of other boys to try and teach him to be a good one. Yeah. Um when there's so many not good ones out there. Like I don't 100%. want him to fall into a crowd or, or behave a certain way because he's following other boys. No, completely. And it is harder. And that, there's such that pack mentality, isn't yeah. there? Of like, oh, well, aren't you not cool if you don't do it? Whereas I think girls have it, but it's very, mm. girls are much braver to be able she's, to stand out. Yeah, she's very much got her own mind as well. And he hasn't really. Mm. I feel like he's very much, I think, I, I don't know. Leadable, feel, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Worries me. <laughs> It does worry me. How do you it. raise a good man? Just raise him like a woman. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't be like all the men you see. Yeah. Be more like a woman because we're better. <laughs> we no, but we, um, yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know how, I don't, there is no advice for raising children, I don't think. We're all no. just winging it. <laughs> and we're all doing our best that we can. Like, that's all I'm trying to do is the best that I can. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. Because it's just, it's, it's a human, isn't it? Yeah. It's creating another human is hard. Yeah. And do you do you talk? You talked about how you sort of like he's surrounded by um, your body positivity and what you do and the things, the ideas that you have and things. Do you talk to him about sexism? Do you talk to him about your experiences with sexism? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Always talk to him about sexism. Always talk to him about the um, how men. rule the world basically um I speak to him about inequality I speak to him about all of that yeah he knows about all of that I teach him we actually have lots of conversations because about how women need to feel safe yeah and he didn't get it like well why do they not feel safe like why why do men feel safe but not women feel safe and I was like because of men and I have to explain that to a lot to him so he does know about that and he I hope that when he grows up he will do his best to kind of yeah understand yeah. that to make someone feel safe is really important yeah, yeah completely but, um he yeah i do teach him a lot about that and about consent and it's just just a minefield constantly of like trying to teach men not to be arseholes i know because <laughs> it's a dna problem yeah yeah it's really hard i'm yeah. like just don't be an arsehole but it's it's sort of intrinsic isn't it like mm. even the good ones you're like oh my god why are you being such an arsehole yeah and i have to teach him as well i'm like and you're you're going to be a good one you're a good one but that means your job now is to teach all of the men how to be good <laughs> like because they don't listen to women they only listen to other men so you have to pass on that knowledge they do is that okay they do listen dutifully he's got yeah. his do you think he'll come out as a, an influencer too <laughs> he'd love that would he'd, he oh my god he'd love it he loves the attention oh yeah more than more than me and that's quite a lot <laughs> no he loves it yeah i would love that for him what inspired it how did it all come about so long ago now like a year and a half ago oh yeah oh yeah yeah so I tried something on from in the style but I didn't I'd never even heard of them just ordered it off of ASOS because they stock on there I bought it loved it tried it on 
Adam, the founder of InTheStyle, saw the video, didn't know who he was either. And then somebody from InTheStyle messaged me and asked me to carry on, like, to send me some stuff right. to try it on. And it happened to be from Stacey Solomon's range. So I tried that on, loved it, did that. Um, and then it just went really well. The, their audience liked me. And then he offered me my own range. So I had my, did my own range. Amazing. And now I've still got my own range. I have one, like, come out every... About six weeks, isn't it? And what um, are the principles of your range? Like, what is the kind of just, core to it? Very much just wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. Like, okay. I, do, I, I think as well, like, for set, in the style is very, very size inclusive yeah. and age inclusive. And I love that about that whole brand. Like, you don't really get that with any other brands. Mm. Like, it's very much... There's certain brands that will only wear make clothes for fat girls. Oh my god! 100%. And then there's clothes. There's oh, lots yeah. of brands on the high street that will only make like clothes for thin girls. Yeah. And it's just very much like fuck off. Just make clothes for everyone. Like, why do yeah. we all have to go to a certain shop? Can you not just make the size for everyone? And but the the thing that bothers me so so much though is it really is so exclusionary for women as you get bigger mm -hmm. because then you suddenly get put in that catalogue of people, you know, when they start using words like curve or yeah. select or whatever. Yeah. And suddenly you know that basically in a second, all that's on offer to you is Moo Moo tents. Yeah. In like, a cold shoulder top in with like a butterfly 50, on it. 50 colours. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. It, this is what's this is this is this is what you think. Yeah. I, I, and then suddenly it's, the fabric is for shit yeah, too. If you're fat, if, like, you have to dress like from something that the, the shit sh the shit stuff from back in the nineties. One hundred. If you're fat, not even as good as the nineties no. though, right? Like you've it's got to have, you've like got to have some lips 70, on your top that oh, says yeah. London with 100%. a cold shoulder and a tassel. Oh, oh, but I don't want this. And you've got to have like bootleg jeans with like glitter yeah. on them and shit because yeah. obviously that's going to help uh -huh. like that's going to make everything better is it you just all, distract with glitter it's all shit and do you know what and fucks do you know what fucks me off as well about these brands that are plus size plus size exclusive Ooh. they will they will start at a size i don't know 14 yeah apparently that's plus size apparently and then it goes up to like a 30 or whatever but the models that they use are thin yeah what the fuck is a size 26 girl going to know what she's going to look like in oh, your clothes when you're putting it on a size 10? It pisses me. So that's why I love In that The Style because <laughs> they very much, they don't do that. Although they have like, we've got, uh, In The Style have got like plus, plus size, bigger, like bigger girls. It's very much just all, the size range for, for all the girls that are involved, they always use models that are different sizes. Yeah. They always, they've got different collabs that are all different sizes, different ages. They yeah. even had... Um, a club recently that was um, how old is she's older before you say it but they have like different ages as well and I, yeah. I don't know I just like the whole I like what the brand stands Fair for enough. it very much aligns to me yeah and what I like and it's not I now know it's like one of the only brands I will ever go to that I know that everything's going to fit me if I try it on okay and I'm not going to cry about it because I've ordered a size 18 and actually it fits like a sock yeah. like it's going to fit my body whereas I can order a size 18 from Oh my god! Different five shop. different brands and, and five, like and two of them might fit, yeah. one of them won't. Yeah, and, and it's it the makes most, you feel like shit. Makes you, it yeah. absolutely does. It so, makes you feel useless and unwanted too, right? Yeah. Because once you get over a fourteen, you're not conventional sizing anymore anyway. Mm -hmm. And then and then there's nothing left for you. Yeah, there's nothing. There's and, no, and there's no hope for and you. And lots of high street shops as well that do stock bigger clothes, uh, bigger sizing. They will only stock like two or three of the items. Oh yeah. Like, what? And they're always that. gone. They're always gone. <laughs> they're always so just gone use your brain the only and size stock more. That people wanted. Because yeah. when you're going through the racks, the only size that's ever left is a six. Yeah, ever. And as well, smaller girls, people like girls in smaller bodies, will buy the the buy the bigger sizes because they want it to fit oversized. Fine, no problem. You do you. But then. Oh, That's why the sixes got, are left. I've got nothing. Yeah, literally. There's nothing here. I'll, I'll just go to the bedding section and buy myself a shit. Oh, I don't that know is pretty want. much what you're doing yeah. to a certain it's, degree. And yeah, it's changed. It's really bad. It has changed, I know, but I still think. And it's really interesting because I. I often think there mustn't be enough women of all sizes that actually are behind these brands. I think that a lot of brands, you know, a lot of fashion brands are conventionally started by men. A lot of them are started by very fabulous gay men who we adore. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not a woman's body. You don't understand yeah. how a woman's body is changing. Yeah. You don't. And you are not shaping things designed for a real woman. You're shaping them designed for a woman who you think looks like a boy, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And that leaves you with things that just never fit right. I think as well, they lots of brands, they will make clothing 
in a size eight and to make it inclusive to fit a bigger they body. Whack it they, up. What they do is is they add width yeah. and length. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you'll get a size eight pair of trousers, but then in the size eighteen, there'll be an like an extra foot longer. Oh yeah. Which is what was my first video on TikTok that went viral. I bought a pair of trousers and they were literally the longest trousers in the whole world. They were like up to my tits. Yeah. They were this much down by the floor. Yeah. And I'm five seven. I'm not I'm not I'm not petite. <laughs> no, like I, how are these trousers so long? Like they're the length of my bed. Longer. How are they, and then all they do is that they just they add just length. Add, fa- add like, fabric, but also, right? Just add fabric for fat girls. Yeah, like yeah. not all fat girls are tall. Like lots of them are shorter. So can we just make them to fit every can you do petite in that? Oh, no, we can't. But also, it just completely flies in the face of understanding anything about the female yeah. body where it's like, oh, just add more inches to the waist. It's like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not understand that women go in and out? Yeah. And and, and then you end up with stuff that just never fits, it's right? It's just shocking. Just never fits, It's just right? shocking. There's nothing on the high street for bigger girls. No. No, there is not a single shop no. on the high street for bigger girls. And there might be one or crazy, two. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, the one or two that you've got are... Disgusting. disgusting like the actual yeah. stuff in the shops yeah. are vile like yeah. no one it, it's, it's, right like, if it's if like they're insulting you though isn't yeah. it it's like they're saying oh well that's because you're that size so here you yeah. can have this ugly shit yeah or you're <laughs> or you're going to another high street shop that will stock a plus range mm. but it's right at the back oh yeah and it's, it's in, in the that corner. bit where the cobwebs are yeah at the it's back, in yeah. the corner right at the back with all the labels on like reduced for a pound no one wants this yeah we yeah. don't welcome fatties here. Thank yeah, there you. is Sorry. 100%. We only like skinny, attractive 100%. women. 100%. This is how we do our mm-hmm. VM and everything is designed for women with these bodies. And if you're yeah. looking for something that fits a 16, you're going to need to go way there back yeah. where we can pretend that we inspire don't have Inspire range. The inspire range. Curve. Like to, oh, they it, love it. It, it messes me up. It really annoys me, the stupid wording as oh, well. The, wor- the wording is yeah. something else, We're always. inspire, the inspire range. Comfort. Oh my God. I know. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, it winds me up. And but it yeah. doesn't happen for men. They're just no. they're just sizes. Yeah. They're just, they're just normal sizes. Yeah. It's not and you can, can you imagine if the men did a curve range? Oh uh, no, you can actually <laughs> go anywhere so for men. Upset. They just go up to like four XL, five XL. They do. You don't get that. Because that means they're tall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That means they're big men. But you even go into <laughs> you go into the supermarket that sells clothes. The women's will go up to like a 20 max. The men's will go up to like four or five XL. Yeah. Why is this happening? Why can why can that man buy Mr. Man t-shirt? I mean, it's disgusting, but why can he buy that Mr. Man t-shirt in a 6XL, but I just can't buy, buy a pair of black trousers? No. Because you don't stock it in my size. It doesn't uh, exist. And the one pair that you did have in yeah. my size were last seen in the Swindon, Swindon branch, <laughs> and they've been like being passed around, yeah. tried on by 15 oh. people because they were all like way too long anyway yeah. or whatever. And, it's and just it's, ridiculous. It's craziness. It, it's, a, it's an entire industry that has not figured out what women want at all. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show that whoever is at the kind of apex of these brands, you know, whether it's the designers or it's the retailers, they don't get us. They don't. They they just they don't, don't get it's us. It's so annoying. And yet, if you took a room of women who have experienced multiple sizes and you put them around a table and you said, right, create a brand, fix it. Okay. It's one of the reasons I think that Khloe Kardashian's jeans fit really well, right? Because she's been bigger and smaller and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. So she gets it. Good American. Yeah, they're really expensive, but they create for like different waists and hips and mm-hmm. lengths. And, and that sounds revolutionary for, for jeans, but actually it's like, no, well done. Mm-hmm. You, you get it. You, and, and maybe I ate a cake that day and my stomach was a bit bigger. Yeah. Like I yeah, still needed my jeans to do up. Yeah. I did. No, I, I feel like, I feel like every single brand should take a little leaf out of in the styles book and just become more inclusive without having to make a big deal about it either. Like well, no, you don't need like always. a round of applause for yeah. just actually thinking about all women. Uh, like, no, 100%. There's one particular high street brand who I on <laughs> they piss me off because they say things like oh we go up to a double xl what size is that then oh it's a 14 or oh, it's not a double xl then is it who are you f- and also it doesn't fit yeah i i You've got to cut that out but <laughs> <laughs> but it pisses me See, off we'll be cutting that out i completely fucking agree with you that shit is uh, I, the quality is for shit the price is extraordinary mm-hmm. i don't know whose body they're designed for but it's my mum like, is a size 10 she goes in there she tries something on she's like nothing fits me nothing fits anybody and I'm like, i don't know anybody who fits ridiculous <laughs> like, who's it's re- even the shoes don't fit 
I ain't even, I've got, I ain't even got wide feet. I can't even fit my feet into those shoes. I'm like, whose feet are this narrow? My feet, I would have to have a, a skinny a person foot. for a yeah. foot. Yeah. It's, it's a stupid shot, yeah. but it does amazing. And I don't know why. I don't know how. No. I don't know who it's fitting. I mean, but if we could have a me. shop on the high street, like that actually did clothing oh, for everybody that fit. would be amazing it would be incredible and i think that you know the whole body inclusivity thing you know it's not about big or small it's all of those because smaller girls have got similar problems you know the half the time they can't find something that fits in the waist or they have you know or they'll find the leg is too baggy or whatever mm -hmm. these are all great problems to have that i would love to have but they don't fit well either it's like either end of the extreme yeah. basically if you don't fit into that category of like eight to 14 mm. we don't we don't want to, nobody cares we, about we, we you. don't want no. you to mm -mm. wear our clothes that's what's good about in the style they do four to 30 so <laughs> just big up them but no they are great they're actually great and i that's why i love working with them and then i, I would never work with any other clothing brand ever because i just think they're shit look at emma now like ash <laughs> don't, don't cut your nose cut, cut that out, cut <laughs> no but honestly like i love them and i love them for that is mainly them that's the reason and then when we sit in design meetings they proper they do listen to about what you what need you and we say. design it from scratch what we actually what women want and what they need and i take a lot of feedback from my followers i know a lot of the girls do and that's why it does well because yeah we're actually you're, making you're just stuff making the market want. stuff yeah, yeah what people yeah. actually want. So I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What, what does good look like for us going forward? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. No, I don't know. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's like we've got so much to undo. Yeah. And like it started to really irritate me that now the media is swinging towards oh, it's too much, like the movements are too much, there's so much that's for women now, you know, it's like we have a few clothing lines that fit us for once, yeah. or we have a few, you know, products that are designed specifically for us, or we have women who don't mind talking about periods and don't, what, like, you know, don't tax the products or whatever, and yeah. suddenly we're getting too much. Like, yeah. oh my God. I think women are always going to be too much for men. Mm. Um, totally. Hopefully not always. Hopefully <laughs> this, the younger generation, it will change a little bit. Stuff like, I hope it does. I think it will. Do you see, uh, but you see that, you see that changing, right? You see that changing yeah. in your, who your daughter is growing up to be and how she uses yeah. social media and your son and what he's kind of, how he thinks about women. Yeah. Do no, you notice that he, is he really, really good about not kind of, does he comment on women and the way they look or is that, no. That's really interesting. It's it? actually, um, I've, like I said, like with my with my daughter's friends, like they don't ever do that. Mm. It's not something that I see from her group of friends that they ever do. They never comment on anything like that, whether it be good or bad. It's never, it's not something they comment on. It's That's more interesting. They, yeah. Because I love telling women how good they look. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, when they talk about someone, it's not, it's very much... About their personalities, I think it's more like, oh, oh gosh, she's that's really very funny, or them. yeah, it's like, oh, she's really funny, or no, she's not very nice, she's like boring, or do you know okay. what I mean? It's not, it's never ever like when I was in school, it's very much appearance based, yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, do you think the media's moved that conversation? Up. I know, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, have you seen that bag? Yeah, Oof, yeah, uh, do you think the media's moved? Do you think all the body positivity in the media have moved that conversation on now? Do you think that's why? Do you think we're trying to kind of get to a place where we don't assess women based on their bodies? I hope that's what's happening. I don't, I can't say that's definitely what's happening in the media. I don't, think no, I don't they, think no, it is. they definitely so. don't do that at all. It's very much still. I, I it's, hate it. It's, it winds, it's just about it's so that, annoying. isn't it? Yeah, like, even Adele, article, right? Adele yeah. at the Grammys, all anyone could talk about was yeah. her weight again. Well, they don't even talk about the woman at hand. It won't even be like Jennifer Lopez. It, Jennifer Lopez was wearing it. It'll be Ben Affleck's wife. Jen Why the fuck do we care about oh, who she's married to? It's nothing to do with him. We're talking about her and her. Like, things like that, just for an example. But it's always they bring men into it or like they will attack her appearance. Oh, always. It's so annoying. It doesn't happen with men. And also with poor J-Lo as well. I mean, like not poor J-Lo because she looks fucking incredible. Yeah, At that age, if I look anything close to that, mm -hmm. I will literally... I don't even I, look like that now. I will never look like that. I didn't look like that at 20. Like there's no, no hope. Yeah. But they always also are constantly mentioning her age, like mm -hmm. how good she looks for her age, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to it being anything to do with just... 
how good she, she just looks good yeah, yeah but it's, it's so i just yeah media they media stresses me out stress you out yeah, all on social media oh my god 100 percent. i try not to read any like news any celebrity because it's always just i think attacking women it's yeah. still like still magazines now like oh look how hayley bieber looks in a swimming costume compared to, I don't know, pick someone else. Selena Gomez, it's yeah. always a pair look of them, her, right? Look at, yeah. the, look at the, the weight she's got. And I think, who gives a shit? Like, who cares? I know. Like, it's so I, weird that I actually, it's still happening. I saw the other day, actually, that Selena Gomez had, like, commented on how she's a bit heavy at the moment. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm so frustrated for you that you mm. felt like you needed to come out and say, I am a bit heavy at the yeah. moment. Even if that's what you feel for yourself. Yeah. It was so frustrating that... She obviously felt like the heat of the conversation had gotten to the point where she needed to acknowledge that she wasn't potentially as thin as she had been previously. Yeah. And it's like, you don't need to qualify yourself like that. You don't need to qualify yourself so like annoying. that. It's so annoying that they feel that girls still feel like they have to explain it. Like, why can't our bodies just change? <laughs> why do we have to explain it to anyone? Men don't. No. They don't have to explain it. No. Ever. No. Absolutely so not. So annoying. And we don't objectify men in the same way no. at all. You know, it's just it's just not the case. And it's funny, isn't it? Because it, it when you do, when you take a like a magic mic situation, right? Uh it makes men so uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. And you're like, but we live with you doing that to women all day. Yeah. Like that's what you do. That's yeah, just in the street. <laughs> That's, that's an all yeah. day thing mm-hmm. but you a film is made <laughs> about basically the Chippendales or whatever and you mm-hmm. are squirming out of your skin because yeah. it just makes you so uncomfortable that we're objectifying men for five minutes like yeah. what does that even mean I know it's I don't know it's weird let's talk for one second about how you've like utilized your platform and grown your business and the kind of the pillars of it and and how you have what advice you have because that's kind of where we always wrap up is with advice um oh because it's always for the you know our women listeners who are okay. out there kind of pushing and hustling every day which is all we know how to do right yeah um what is what is your best advice? What what are the things that you've learned that you would wish you'd known even a decade ago or five years ago? Um, don't know. Can't go. <laughs> I've got no advice. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like all that's worked. Like what's worked for me the best is to just always just be myself. Oh like, yeah. Unapologetically, like I don't give a shit if people don't like me. Like genuinely don't care. I always do what I think is the best for me. Like obviously. I, I don't know. Does that even make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, to unapologetically be yourself, I think it's for women I feel it's like, such a challenge. Yeah, I feel like that's what I do. I don't care what anyone else thinks. Obviously, if I was completely being a prick, I would want someone to tell me and I'd take it on board. But like, other than that, like, I would just be myself. Yeah. I feel like everyone just needs to do that more. Stop copying what you see other people do on social media. Stop copying what you think your friend's doing. It'd be good for you. Just do what you want to do, what makes mm. you happy, and that's it. Mm. That's what's worked for me. Do you think that women are struggling with the fact they don't really know what makes them happy because they've been told for so long these things should make you happy? Yeah. And then they aren't happy when they have them or when they get them or when they do them or when or something doesn't fit together. Do you think, do you think that's challenging? Yeah. Because there's so many expectations, aren't there, of like, uh, you know, you get to a certain age, you must have children. That will yeah. make you oh happy, God, A. Yeah. B, if you don't have them, you're obviously a useless human and, you know, you have no right to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And C, you know, if your children don't totally fulfill you, well, there's something wrong with you, broken as a woman, aren't you? Yeah. No, there is quite a lot of that pressure, actually. <laughs> <laughs> don't think of that. But um, no, I did. But um yeah, I, I just feel, I do actually get a lot of, I do get a lot of women message me actually saying about the pressures they get from their family to have children and they're like, I don't want children or get married at a certain time. Yeah. I feel that is quite hard, but I don't really know. I don't know what my advice would be for that. No, just Useless. do do you. Yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> just do you. what you want to do. Don't, yeah, but it's hard. My, my advice was shit. So <laughs> don't do anything I just fucking said. It was crap. Work for me, probably work for you. <laughs> 
just be yourself. No, but I think that for women, the hard part about being yourself is we've been told consistently since we were very small girls, actually don't be yourself. Be a little bit quieter or be a little bit louder. Don't be shy. Don't be too loud. Don't be, you know, don't be ugly. Don't be fat. Mm. Don't be, you know, be pretty, be sweet, be kind, be generous, be all of these things. No one ever says those things to a boy. No. Never. It's never. Uh, Yeah, I think I maybe just... I think I maybe just took all the advice that my dad gave my brother and did that. Yeah. That's what I think I did, actually. I didn't take anything from growing up what I was supposed to do. What was your What was your dad's best advice to your brother? Uh, probably that, just do whatever the fuck you want. And he did. <laughs> He's all right. But like, I didn't get that. I got very much, you need to behave a certain way, you mm. need to act a certain way. So I always thought, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I think I just, I think I've re- rebelled against you, that, actually. You do seem to have rebelled a bit. Yeah. If you tell me to be nice, I won't be. Like, <laughs> if you tell me to look pretty, I won't be. Yeah, I did, actually. I think I've re- I do rebel, but I do do that. Oh, what a moment of realisation. No, I do. If someone tells me to do something like that, I'll do the opposite. That's interesting. I actually had a job once as well, and they told me that I had to wear makeup to work. I never wore makeup. I used to until they told me to, and then I won't now. What was it? What is it in you that wants to push against that? It's like, just, just don't tell me what to do. Just don't tell me what to do. Like, especially when it's just unnecessary yeah like why should I wear makeup no I'm not doing it now. no extraordinary I'm not doing it now I will now be ugly to you that's what I'll do and that's what I do I'm gonna stick it to you yeah, yeah. but no I don't know I don't know what my advice is actually that's okay useless sorry no don't be silly <laughs> don't be silly how are we doing with time yeah amazing what um we always ask this question about kind of um sexism and one of your moments of greatest sexism that you've experienced what oh kind of God. springs to mind for you what has really resonated or stuck I'll with probably, you I'll probably say something there'll probably be like a hundred more on the way home that I'll think of but um the only one that said up to me is quite funny I suppose it's probably not that much of a massive deal but I remember I was working in retail and I had a male manager and he pulled me into the office and he was like you need to dress more appropriately now bear in mind I would go into work in like a tracksuit or because I was mainly out the back or like a t-shirt and jeans like I'd never wear anything really like not like this top line I've even got a bit of cleavage never I would always be like high neck and what he meant was is because I wasn't wearing a bra but I wasn't wearing a bra because at the time I had like a medical thing where I was but having scans was... and stuff and he was like you need to dress more appropriately like you need to wear a bra and I was like oh my god I was like first of all like, I don't mean to be one, rude mate? but are you wearing a bra yeah literally. and he was like well, I'm a man. I was like, yeah, but your nipples are protruding way more than my flat, my flat nipples. My nipples, and I did always stand up for myself. I said, my, I, you wear a bra. And he'd go, well, I'm, why would I wear a bra? I said, why would I wear a bra? Like, I don't want to wear a bra. If you, it was like, well, people are looking. Stop looking at my boobs then. Like, you're the problem. Stop staring at my tits. Like, I'm just minding my business, doing my job. 100%. And yet you're you're looking at my tits. Like, what, that's very weird. And so it'd be things like that. And he said that I couldn't wear anything with, like, without, I had to wear full long sleeves. Like, I was just working in a shop. Like, I don't understand what my clothing... It's not like I was going in with, like, a bra, like, just a bikini top on. I was fully covered. And, yeah, he would he would say things like that about my clothing all the time. How did that make you feel? It used to piss me off. Uh, it didn't really. make you feel uncomfortable, It made though. me uncomfortable. So it, it, it made me uncomfortable, but not in, like, a sleazy, uncomfortable way because I knew he wasn't, like, sleazing. Okay. But it was just... It was very much like, why is my clothing bothering you? Yeah. So much so you have to pull me in and say that I need to wear a bra. Like, my, I'm wearing... You can't even see my clothes got a jumper on. How do you even know I'm not wearing a bra? I can't believe it. You're staring that much. Uh, it was just very odd. And was his argument that it was making other people yeah. uncomfortable? He was like, well, I can see your nipples. I was like, I can see your nipples. 100%. Like, what are you going to do about your nipples? Nothing. So I'm not going to do anything about mine. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I did go HR because I actually did have like a medical reason to not be wearing a bra. Did you? Well, not that you, not need, that a you need a medical reason, reason to not be wearing no, a bra, exactly. but it's not like, do you know what I mean? I wasn't wearing it for a reason, but also fuck him. A hundred percent. He was actually really sexist. Was he? Did you have pig. other experiences? He was oh, a pig. Oh, so many. <laughs> you heard it here first. Pig, <laughs> pig. Oh no. But no, there's been so many different, there's so many different examples of sexism that I've faced, but. Do you find that for you, what your experience of them are often to do with appearance and things like wearing a bra or not wearing a bra or like with the clothes um, that you're wearing or is it really varied? It's really varied. Oh, my dad was quite sexist. Like he would say that I couldn't, I couldn't go out with my friends because of what might happen to me. But I was like, what? 
but you can't go out because you know something might happen to you but my brother could go out and I'd be like but why well you're a girl you you know something bad might happen yes at the hands of a man yeah why am I being punished for being a female like you're a sexist pig like how about you raise your son different my brother's great by the way I'm just saying like (laughs) that's not like it was just very much I feel like women and girls are raised so differently to boys because yeah 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 yeah. well we're always we're always aware of that fear right that fear Mm -hmm. of like you can put yourself in a situation and you might not be able to get yourself out of that situation Mm -hmm. and then because of the physical discrepancy of strength and all of those Mm -hmm. things I think we're really conscious to not be in those situations and I think parents are really really worried about it for girls Mm -hmm. aren't they they're really like don't get yourself into a situation where you physically are going to be overpowered or and mm. men don't have that same threat to them they just don't no no it's annoying <laughs> it's really annoying and you can't say on social media that you're I find anything bad like about men I said once about um when I was walking my dog you know that i I feel unsafe when like I see a man approaching me or like if a man speaks to me and he hasn't like he's not even got whatever he just it makes me uncomfortable like because you just never know when they yeah. can do something 100%. and I spoke that and I was like it freaks me out and then I got hate like well you can't blame all men I'm like I'm well you don't not know blaming what, all, not men, blaming though, all men I'm just saying that men scare me yeah like and for previous reasons or because of the society what's happening to women all the time at the hands of men and they're like yeah but you can't say all men i'm like but i can say all men because we don't know what ones the good ones are we and don't know from just looking oh you're not going to attack me and men also need to understand don't they that whether or not it's you know we're talking about a specific man or men in general if they are making women uncomfortable mm-hmm. because of the things that happen to women every single day that largely goes unreported and unnoted we might add um they need to be cognizant of that and they need to do things that make women feel more comfortable and not do things that make women feel uncomfortable as opposed to blaming women for being afraid yeah it's it's such a backward state Mm -hmm. of affairs isn't it thank you so much do you want me to wrap yes Oh, well, Ashley, thank you so much for being here with us. I, it, we have covered everything from plus size jeans to the patriarchy to raising good boys. Yeah. Um, it has been a total pleasure having you here with us on the Dangerous Women podcast. Um, you are most welcome to now join the collective if you would like to, <laughs> yes. which is just powerful women doing this all day. Thank you so much. I've loved it. No, thank amazing. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> and that's where the listeners can find you so you can find me on instagram or tiktok or facebook actually um ash and chelsea life stories is the same handle for everything handle it is a handle no yeah i know but i just feel like that's a very grown-up thing to say what would you say you know i think it's i don't know username username no it's handle Handle. stay with it your handle my handle Mm. (laughs) (laughs) thank you Thank you so much Ashley for chatting with us today it has been such an interesting conversation and we are completely delighted to have had the opportunity to hear all about how to raise a good man I know that one is going down in the podcast hall of fame for us thank you for listening to the episode of the dangerous women's podcast to learn more find us on instagram linkedin or at dangerouswomencollective.com.